Welcome, everyone. Once again, today is different because uh, we are honoring those in authority over us and not having large groupings of people gathered together. And so we're reaching out to you uh, through the Internet. We're so thankful for this tool because over 4,000 of you uh, connected with us online last week and were able to listen to the message and spread this uh, to your friends on social media, and I hope you'll do that again today. But uh, it's funny how God is able, how many know God is able to take what the enemy means for harm and turn it for our good. And so uh, I believe that's what God's doing with this, and God's going to continue to do in your life as well. And I just want to say thanks again for those of you who support this church. Some people drove by this week, uh, brought checks to church, uh, also mailed in, and others started giving online. So thank you for those of you who support this ministry. Today, we are starting a brand new series, and it's from the book of Mark. And so over these four weeks, uh, we're going to be studying what Mark had to say about the life of Jesus, to get to know Jesus better in our lives. There's never been a better time to get to know Jesus better than today. And so we had this series planned way in advance before we ever knew what was coming our direction. And it's just like God knew in advance uh, where we needed to go, what we needed to hear. And so over these four weeks, we're going to take about a 20,000-foot view of the book of Mark and allow uh, us to get a little bit better acquainted with Jesus and see uh, how Mark can encourage us uh, during this season, especially for those who maybe have never studied the Bible too much. I think you're going to love this series. And so uh, today we're going to start right in the first chapter of the book of Mark. So go ahead, if you have a Bible, and get turned there and get ready to follow along with us. But uh, let me ask a question. Have you ever had someone ask you for a favor or to do something, and you really didn't know what they were asking when they asked? In other words, uh, when, when they asked the question and said, hey, would you do this, uh, you might have even thought something different than what wound up being the case. And uh, I know that this can happen uh, in many aspects of our lives. And, and how many know that's a good thing? Because sometimes if you knew ahead, you might not even give the same answer. You might not say yes. There may have been jobs that you took that you didn't, had no idea what was on the other side of that yes. Uh, there it may be marriage. You didn't know uh, what you were getting into or, or having kids uh, maybe other people made that look easy, and uh, you know you, you didn't know what you were getting into when you said yes. But God is looking for people who will say yes to Him, uh, that will say, "I'm available." And so today's message it, it brings back an old song to me. I'm just gonna go old school uh, with you for a moment. But uh, I, I grew up in church, and we used to sing a song. That was, I have decided to follow Jesus. Anybody remember that? You know, it's, I have decided to follow Jesus. And, and we would sing that song. And I would identify with, with that lyric, the lyrics of that as a kid, and say, I, well, I've decided 
And one verse says, you know, even though none go with me, I'm still going to follow. And I was like, yes, God, I'm going to do that. And I don't know uh, what it might be for you today and how this sermon may play out for you, but God has a call for each and every one of our lives. And even if we don't know what's on the other side of that call, if we'll say yes, I believe God has some good things for us. And uh, even in these uncertain days, there can be some certainty of God's presence and God's power in our lives. And so Mark chapter 1, here's kind of how this works. Uh, Mark is just like an action guy. So maybe if you're kind of an action person, uh, you're going to really identify with Mark because uh, unlike Matthew, it takes Matthew a while just to introduce the thought of Jesus. I mean, he takes many verses just to tell us who begat who and who begat this one. And and, um, he has to tell us about some, uh, some astrologers that came into Jesus' life as a kid. And um, Luke tells us about shepherds coming and all of, all of that aspect. But, but that's not what Mark does. Uh, Mark basically covers the birth of Jesus in one verse. Uh, he just says, the beginning of the good news of Jesus. And that's it. Uh, that's the shepherds. That's, the, that's everybody uh, all in one verse. Uh, you know, Jesus is here basically. And then in 10 verses, he talks about John the Baptist, and then he talks about the temptation of Jesus in two verses. So it basically only takes Mark 13 verses to get us fast-tracked to now we're ready for the activity of Jesus in his adult life and the ministry that he came to do. So, I mean, he, he just gets down to business and uh, how Jesus just starts moving and starts preaching. So we're going to pick this up in verse 16, and here's what it says. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me. Now notice that, Jesus said. And he says, and I will send you out to fish for people. Now notice this, at once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. I mean, these guys just got after it, Mark says. They just left everything and followed Jesus. So uh, what they didn't know is really what they were signing up for. I mean, this is not say yes to the dress. This is say yes to the mess because it is going to get messy before it gets over. And in your life and my life, we'll have things like that. I I know when Rochelle married me, she had no idea what all that meant when she said yes. And uh, there's things in your life, uh, good or bad, you you have no idea uh, what's involved. 
And God is just not choosy when it comes to people. And, but he is choosy about his particulars. In other words, Jesus will choose all kinds of people. But how many of you know he can be pretty vague on the details? You know, he, he doesn't always give us and often leaves out many of the details of what our calling is going to be. Maybe that happened for you when somebody invited you to church. And, and you, you were like, well, okay, I'll, I'll go to church with you. But you had no idea. You're, you're like, why are these people clapping? Why are they raising their hand? Why, why are people looking like they're excited to be here? I, I didn't grow up that way. And, and so it may be different than what you expected uh, when you said yes. But here's, here's some things that we're going to learn today uh, from this. So if you're taking some notes, you might want to write some things down. When Jesus calls, your calling is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. When Jesus says, follow me to these guys, they didn't know what they were signing up for. He, he just says, yeah, we're going to fish for people, but they didn't know why, what kind of bait are we going to use? What, what kind of methods are we going to use? What, what's this going to cost us uh, to do this? I mean, it is just the beginning, but what it does require from us is surrender. These guys, the Bible says, they just left their nets. They left it. And, and with John, it implies that James and John, they, they just walked away from their family. They walked away from their business. They walked away from everything. And, and so the first part of this is, you know, you got to surrender. And that's what salvation is. When we come to God, we say, you know, I can't do this on my own. I need you in my life. I need a Savior. I need a Lord. I need someone over me watching over me. I, I need someone bigger than myself in my life. But then there's a second part that these disciples figured out and we figure out as we follow God, and that's not just salvation. It's something called sanctification in which God begins to work on things. Paul put it this way. He says, you know, we, we strip off some stuff. Just, it, it just has a way of falling off. And then we put on some new things. We put on some new strengths that we didn't have before. And, and so what this, what, why this works and how this works is the callings of God, when, when they come into our life, the Bible puts it this way. It says they're without repentance. In other words, you, you can't get away from your calling. Once that calling is in your life, it never goes away. And so I'm going to ask you, have you decided to truly follow Jesus? Though none go with you, you, you you're still going to follow because we live in a cancel culture. Would you agree? I mean, we, we live in a cancel culture. If our Internet's not working right, we're ready to get a new company tomorrow. And uh, if we don't like what that person said on, on social media, we just unfriend them. We quit following them. We just say, you know, I'm done with that person. I'm, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to switch. I'm going to unfollow. And, and we're, we're kind of that kind of culture. But I'm telling you what God calls or who God calls, man cannot cancel. And, and so God, when he calls us to something, just like Peter, James, 
John, Andrew, and even later, uh, Peter through Mark tells us he even called a tax collector. And that bothered us a lot because we didn't like that guy. We, we didn't like any tax collectors. And, and here he is calling Matthew to be one of us. And Jesus is just like that. He will call people that we, we don't think maybe he should call, but he'll call them anyway because it's not about ability. It's about availability. And so today, it doesn't make a difference uh, if you think you're worthy or whatever. None of us are worthy of God's call. It's not about that. It's about He's worthy, and His worthiness makes us worthy. And when God called you, and when God called Peter, and God called all these other disciples, He knew exactly what He was getting into. Don't you know that the God of the universe already knew in advance this Peter guy He's going to have some issues. He's going to have some moments in his life that are going to be unstable, and he's going to be erratic, and other people are going to be ready to cancel him, and other people are going to be ready to remove him and say, well, I'm not going to follow that guy anymore. I'm done with him. I'm moving on. I'm switching channels. I'm going on to something else. But Jesus never gives up. On people. Aren't you glad for that today? He never gives up on us. And I'm telling you, friend, he never gives up on you. If he's called you, there's no dysfunction in your life or in your family. There's no family history that can stop his power from working through your life. There's no IQ testing. God's not out here looking for just the elite few. He's looking for anyone who will respond to him and say yes to him. And when you respond to God, no one, when he, when he calls you, no one else can cancel you. And so he's going to confirm uh, his word in your life. I know people are fickle, but God is faithful. And uh, these people, uh, let, let's just be honest about it. Uh, if you really read the Bible, th this group was kind of a motley crew, but God turned them, listen to this, into a dream team. Uh, he, he used them in an incredible way, and it comes down to this, am I committed to the plan or to the purpose? And here's the second thing to write down is your calling will always be tested. It will always be tested. I, I think a lot of times we think, well, I'm just going to hand this blueprint to God, and God, you sign off on it. I know when we built this building, we had plans, and there were pages and pages and pages of plans, but those plans had to get stamps on them. Different people had to stamp on those sheets of paper to authorize that they were good. And sometimes I, I think that's kind of how we treat God. We kind of come to God and say, well, I, I've got the blueprint. I just need your stamp on it. It's kind of like giving God our uh, authorization or our permission slip for a field trip. And here, uh, God, you need to sign this, and then I can go. I, I can do what I want to do. And yet, friend, that is not how God works. Some of you have tested your plan A, and your plan A didn't work too well. And then you moved on to plan B, and I know there's some people who are on plan C, D, E, F, G. You know, you're, you're way on down the list because those plans 
uh, didn't fulfill the purpose that God had for you. So the reason your plan got canceled, have you ever thought about this, is maybe God had a better plan. God had a bigger plan even than what you had. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, here's what Paul said. He said it like this. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. You know, there's a lot of people in culture today, it feels like, you know, we, we've received the sentence of death. And Paul says, I, I know what that feels like. And he says, but here, here's why this happened. This happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who even raises the dead. Isn't that awesome? Paul says, hey, I'll tell you why we went through some stuff. Here's why our plan didn't work, and here's why it was so difficult, so hard, and, and, and so uh, incredible is because God was working in it. And it was so we wouldn't rely on our strength and our help. And I think in our nation right now, we're realizing we need somebody bigger. We need somebody greater. We need somebody smarter. It's not about who we vote in. It's not about who's over this state or that state or, or who's the boss or who's. No, it, it's as God in charge. We need someone who created the heavens and the earth to be over our lives. And I think many of us are realizing just how much we need God today. And I think that's one of the greatest things that can happen as our calling gets tested and we go through difficulties because God didn't call you to just sunshine days and lollipop moments. He called you to a cross and called you to some challenges that will definitely cause you to, like Paul said, rely on him. You rely on him because when you don't have easy answers, you look to God. You know, I think personally it's easy for Rochelle to live with me uh, most of the time. But uh, I'm sure there are moments that uh, because of predispositions, um, pre-wiring that's in there, that uh, maybe when she said yes, uh, she didn't know all that stuff was in there, and, didn't, and it all didn't come out at once. And uh, some of it came out later, uh, the DNA and whatever, and that's why it's so funny. Those of us who are married, when you hear an engaged person say, you know, I'm not marrying their family, I'm marrying them. And married people are like, hmm, okay. Because we know that some of that stuff's going to pop out, right? Just some of it's going to come through because it's just, it's just the way it is. And so the point is, are you trusting the plan? Did you sign up for a plan? This is how I have planned my life. Or did you sign up for the person? Because when we come to God, we're not signing up for the plan. God, here's my plan. I want you to stamp it. I want you to sign off on it. And, and this is how I'm thinking my life will go. And, and I'm, I'm putting you in my life so that you can work this plan. No, that friend, that's not what we do. We come to a person. We don't, we don't invest into a plan. We invest into a person, and we commit ourselves not to a plan, but to a person. Jesus said, follow me. 
follow me. And he's wanting people who will follow him that don't just say like a lot of people do, well, I'll follow you unless it gets real tough. You know, and, and unless you don't stick to my plan. Because I've got it figured out how I want this to go. And I, I've got, you know, my whole family's going to become millionaires. And we're, we're going to live a great life. And everybody's going to stay healthy and uh, all of this. And then when it doesn't work that way, then we're ready to check out. We're ready to cancel. But I'm telling you, when these guys signed up to follow Jesus, it ended with a cross. And we'll be there in two weeks in this series where Jesus showed them, hey, this is going to get bad, and then it's going to get worse before it'll ever get better. And so Jesus said, follow me when it's hard. Don't, don't, don't just follow me when it's good. Follow me when it's hard. Follow me when it's difficult. Follow me when it's straining. Follow me when you're persecuted. Follow me when, you're, when it's painful. Follow me when it feels like I'm not even there in your life. God's looking for those kinds of followers today. Are you following God even though it's not what you expected when you signed up? I mean, these guys, they faced storms in chapter 4. You can read it, how a storm came up. But Jesus says, how are you going to know that I'm Lord over the storm unless you have a storm? And in chapter 6, they were hungry. Thousands of people were hungry. and, And they wouldn't have known that Jesus could take a few loaves and fish and multiply it and feed over 5,000 people if they hadn't have had a need of food and supply. And you wouldn't know that Jesus could be raised from the dead if he hadn't have wound up in a tomb like Mark says in chapter 15. We wouldn't know he had power over death if he hadn't have died. And so the same thing in our life. God's looking for some people that aren't just signing up for calm waters, plentiful lunches, but he is calling for people who will say, I don't care what happens, come what may, where you lead me, I will follow. I will follow you all the way. Come hell or high water, it makes no difference in my life. Whether it's good or bad, whether the sun's up or it's pouring down rain, it makes no difference to me whether I'm healthy or I'm not. I will follow you inside, outside, wherever you may go, I will follow. God is looking for people who will follow him like that and will yet praise him in the storm and praise him even on the cross. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. If he called me, then he knows me. And he has confidence in me. And I believe he has confidence in you today. We have some guys in this church that just this week came to us and said, hey, we've got some trucks and we've got some time on our hands. Some of them were school teachers, different people. Their their business isn't as busy right now or whatever. And they said, hey, could we start a delivery business for the church? Could could we start reaching out to people? And and we were like, yes, that is so awesome. And and so these COVID-19 task force guys are out. This week, it looks like with the school reaching out to us that we'll even have more opportunity to reach out to more people this coming week. I'm going to ask you today, are you available? Are you available 
to what God has for you. You know, these guys just said, well, I've got some time and I've got a truck. And, and so I guess if God can use me, and, and they had some triceps and biceps where they, where they could haul some things around and take it to people in need. And I'm telling you, that's all God's looking for. That's all God's looking for today. Are you willing to follow, to lay it all down, to leave it all behind, and it makes no difference what it costs, you're going to follow him. You know, I'm talking about the God who is able to turn water into wine, the God who is able to multiply loaves and fish, who walks on water, who causes the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, and the dead to be raised to life. There is nothing too hard for him. In Mark later on, he says it like this. He says, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. And I still believe that today. I believe if you'll reach out in faith that anything is possible. And, and I know God can use anyone if we'll give him our lives, if we'll just avail ourselves to him. And in this hour in our nation, I believe that, that we need people more than ever who will say, I'm available. I'll help. I won't just back down. I, I won't live in just fear right now. I, I'm going to believe that God can use my life. I'm not going to be crazy uh, about it, but, but I'm going to step up into a new thing and a new direction of God using my life, and I believe God will use you. And here's the third thing to write down, is your calling has a destiny. Your calling has a destiny. Do you really trust him? Are you willing to follow? I mean, these disciples had no idea. They, they, there's no way. They had no idea what was on the other side of their yes. When they let go of their net, they had no idea what they would be receiving into their life next. They had no idea what was coming their way. And I'm telling you here today is I'm here today because these guys let go of their nets. Have you ever thought about that? I'm here today. You're here. You're, you're being reached out to by God because some people 2,000 years ago let go of their nets. Because they just said, hey, God, if you can use somebody who's never really graduated high school, never really gone too far in life, and, you know, we're just simple guys just doing a simple job out here. If you can use us, then, then use us. And, and the Bible says later on that it amazed people that these guys could turn a whole city upside down for God because they just didn't seem like they'd be that sharp. It is, honestly, that's what the Bible says. It just, it just mystified people that these people could be so effective. And I'm telling you today that there's hope for you, there's hope for me, that if God can use these guys, he can use any guys, he can use any gals, he can use any person who will surrender their life to him, who will give of themselves because your calling has a destiny. It has a destiny. You don't know what's on the other side of your yes. When you let go of your nets, your yes is not just for you, but if you're married, if you have kids, it's for your family. You're not just saying yes for you. You're saying for your children. 
and even your children's children. When you, when you say yes this morning and you're, you're saying, you know, I, I'm going to get up, I'm going to watch this broadcast, I'm going to gather my family in the living room, and I'm going to watch this, and we're, we're going to have church in our house today. And when you say, you know, it doesn't matter if it's convenient or not. It doesn't matter. That, 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 we're we're going to put all that convenient thing and, and talk aside. And, and even if it's inconvenient, we're going to make this happen. And I'm telling you, you have no idea what's on the other side of that. When you will follow him even to the cross. You're not following for today. You're following for 50 years from now. Because potentially, and there are people in this church who started following Jesus on the first day we started this church 20, almost 20 years ago. And, and now today, there are three generations of their family that are following Jesus, who are following after him. You have no idea when you say yes. And I believe that's the reason why the devil fights you so hard. Because he knows what's on the other side of that. He knows what God can do with a yes. He knows what God can do with somebody who will say, I'll give my truck. I'll give my time. I'll give my talent. I'll give my tithe. I'll give of my life to him. The devil knows, friend, he's had experience with it now, that, they, that divine destiny hangs in the balance when somebody commits themselves to God. I mean, my parents had no idea when they used to take me to church as a little kid and they'd get me all dolled up. I mean, remember those days? And, and you know, get the Sunday outfit on and, and we get the Sunday outfits on and we go to church. My parents had no idea what would happen taking that little boy to church. They had no idea what would happen. What, what will his life be like exactly? They had no idea, but they just kept taking me. They just kept bringing me into God's presence. They just kept bringing me into an environment where I could choose friends that were good influence. They just kept bringing me around people where I could feel and sense the move of God's Holy Spirit and one day would respond to God's call on my life, not only to get saved, but then to get in line with sanctification of my life like we were talking about. And God was going to strip off some stuff and God was going to put in some new stuff and my whole life was going to be changed. And now there's a whole church and there are thousands of people that we're reaching as a church and the missions efforts of this church go even beyond all of that, friend. Hello? And, and so my parents had no idea. My dad didn't graduate high school. He, he was a, a used car salesman. And so you're looking at the son of a used car salesman. I don't know what you're the son of today or what, you, what your story is. But what I do know is, is God can use anyone. And he can use you if you'll avail yourself to him. So here's what you do. You just start walking. You just start saying, you know what? I have decided to follow Jesus. And I'm going to give my time, my talent, my treasure. I'm going to give him everything. How about you? I'm going to give him everything. And if he can use anybody... I want him to use me. 
I believe God's calling today. I believe another old song we used to sing was he's passing by this moment. And think about it. Jesus was just passing by. He was just walking by the shore, and he says, hey, would you guys follow me? And at once, they followed. Went on a little further, and he said, how about you two guys? Will you follow me? And the Bible says they left everything, and they followed him. He walked a little further, and he saw Matthew. He says, hey, even a guy like you, I'm reaching out to you today to follow me. And every one of their lives was used in a way they couldn't even imagine. They couldn't even imagine the day that they said yes. And I'm telling you, today can be that day for you. When you say yes, you have no idea what all God might do in your life on the other side as you decide to follow Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for those who are making decisions right now, and I just pray, God, you'll help us with those decisions to make them in faith toward you. Maybe you're listening to me today, and, and, and perhaps uh, you're one of those people that you said yes to Jesus, but some other things have gotten in the way. And, and I know life has a way of doing that, has a way of distracting us, of detouring us. And if you're listening to me today and you've been detoured, or, or somehow maybe something happened and plan A or B failed, and maybe you even blamed God and thought God would stick to your plan, and you didn't know he had a different plan. And so today, rather than signing up for a plan, you're signing up for a person. And so maybe uh, you just need to kind of come back to God. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for every person who just needs to make a recommitment to you. They need to just sign on all over again maybe and, and just say, God, I, I did this once, but I, I'm sorry that it, I, I kind of got off track. I, I got off on my own plan, but today I'm coming to you. And I want you to use my life. God, you can have my truck. You can have my, my tools. You can have my life. You can have my hands. You can have my feet. You can have my voice. You can have my checkbook. You can have everything. God, if you just want to use something that I've got, I'm availing it to you. And friend, I believe God's going to help you with that. And God's going to use your life in a powerful way. Now, I want to speak to those of you who maybe you've either never committed your life to God or you committed, but something caused you to fall away. And I'm here to tell you that God still can use your life. God's still calling to you. Those callings never stop. And so if you're out there and you'd say, hey, Craig, that's, that's me. I'll, I'll be honest enough to say on the other side of this screen, you're, you're talking to me. You're speaking to me. Then I want you to just pray this prayer with me and just make a fresh commitment to God. And maybe this is the first time you've ever done this. And it is an awesome moment for you. So just follow me in this prayer. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. I believe he died for my sins. And I know I've sinned. But I want to start over. So I ask you to come into my life. Give me a new beginning. From this moment on, I want to follow you. 
as much as I know how, I surrender all to you. And as of today and moving forward, I'm announcing I have decided to follow Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, I believe Jesus came into your life, and we'd love to help you grow. Uh, just let us know that you did that. Reach out to us through social media. Email us at info at welcometocrossroads.org, and uh, we'll be glad to reach out to you in any way we can to help you grow in your faith. God bless you.